Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with my man, LB, at Title Talk TCL. How are you today, sir? I am good. I am good. I uh, I went and I got that second microchip today. Oh, so, wow. So you're vaccinated yeah. like me. Yes. I, we, I, I am officially fully vaccinated, I guess, in both two weeks. Both of us, are, like, we're now both vaccinated. We're totally fully vaccinated. I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, just being able to not worry about things quite as much you know i know everybody's different and they have different you know views on it all but i think it's just a good thing i can't wait to take that mask off i tell you go out in the heat and not have to wear a mask i am excited about it i gotta i gotta be honest (laughs) and it was nice it was so cool seeing fans and and the stands again and it's like man i think we are just ready for for full-on life again man it feels good yeah, I just want to say, like, all the hype is feeling good about the team. You know, everyone's getting to see them. There's actually stuff going on. I mean, it's just great to have all this great news and all sorts of good stuff happening for the New England Patriots, who are, by all accounts, last time I've checked, the best team in the entire NFL LB. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a very fair assessment. I think it's very fair to say, you know, you know, as, as some people might not know, uh, we have a new sponsor for Breeze, and you can kind of take that for Breeze. You can kind of spray down that 2020 season, and you can kind of clean things up a little bit. And then you bring on all these new additions, and you can say, you know, Bill, Matt, Patricia, the the Febreze brothers, as as one may say, they Febrezed everything, they cleaned it out, and everything's smelling good again after this uh, nice off season. Wow, I just want to say that was that. This is great news for Obia to have these sponsors because I mean, I, I first of all, I liquidated the account to him uh, back in November 2020, and he, ever since then he's been running Title Talk all on his own and by all accounts doing a great job. And I just come on the podcast every once in a while and listen to him absolutely <laughs> own. So congratulations, LB. Hey, well, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. None of this is possible without your support over the years, of course. And you know, you you leading kind of leading the way for everything for what it's become you know brady bryson nfl so i think you're the one that's just absolutely owning i gotta say bryson just owns he owns every day and people can weep about it as we like to say here on title talk you can you can weep or you can choose to to not weep you're better off to choose to just not weep i'd say i don't think you're wrong i don't think you're wrong you own as well but i think someone that's going to be weeping lb (laughs) It's uh, one of our friends, Spike King. People know him from Twitter. He's going to be weeping as Jared Stidham gets cut by the Patriots. Patriots so, so. like, they're like, we're done. We've had enough of Spike King's tweets. We've absolutely <laughs> had it. We don't care. We hate him so badly. You know, we've denied entry for him to some of these games and situations with the Patriots are involved. And by all accounts, um, you love Stidham, so we're going to cut you down. We don't care. We brought Brian Hoyer in to fast-track Mac, and if 
we want to keep three quarterbacks, maybe that's not you because we don't believe in you. Yeah, very possible, right, at this point. And it's really amazing that this is a team that was really pumping pumping him big time just this time a year ago. Um, they didn't even draft another quarterback. They kind of were telling everybody, Stidham's our guy, Stidham's our guy. And then, you know, a random injury pops up, as we've discussed many times and reported. I know that you reported it the night that he was in the hospital, and you were 100% correct. And um, I know I've talked previously about the incident that he had that led to that injury, and there was a little bit of a cover-up there. He went home to, to Houston, and the Patriots said, okay, well, we got to do something different here because we don't know exactly what's going on with our quarterback. They signed Cam Newton. Um Camp comes. Stidham's actually doing okay. He's holding his own. He's actually making some great plays. And all of a sudden, he has the three interceptions and five passes. And that night, he's in the hospital. And that was just that was pretty much the end of it. He never even got a chance to start last year. And it's just strange because the team did have high hopes for him. They were really pumping him up. And um, anybody that would listen, they would tell him, you know, he's our guy. This is our quarterback. This kid's a real deal. We think he's special. And now we're at the point where he he could just be gone, Bryson. And I think that's. It's kind of crazy. You know, I know we had a lot of fun with the tweets and we had a lot of fun just, you know, pretending that he was going to be like the next Tom Brady. I don't know if people quite picked up on the the facetiousness in some of our tweets about Jarrett Stidham. But, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that both of us also had high hopes for him, though. We did kind of think he could be a player, but things really just didn't work out. And as you said, he, he gets, he's a likely cut now. And there's also reports that he could be involved in a trade. We've heard Texans. We've now heard Tom Curran say that uh, they could dangle him and a they could dangle Jarrett Stidham, that is, and a draft pick for Julio Jones if they wanted to. So it does kind of feel like uh, the writing is on the wall, as they say, Mr. Bryson NFL. You're exactly right, LB. I think you're exactly right of what you said, uh, especially about pumping up Jarrett Stidham. I know. I heard very reliably about Jared Stidham being awesome, and then what you said happened about the injury he had that we reported on the TL. And so then after that, you know, I decided that I think me and you both were like, man, this isn't good. And then uh, the season happened. Still, you know, Stidham kind of got opportunities here and there. And I think I've seen enough to know that Jared Stidham isn't it. And I'll just say that uh, it's okay that LB and I have changed our mind. I'd rather get it right than be right, like I always say. I mean, just a- imagine the first two people that ever saw the sun, LB, and one of them was like, you know what, guys? I <laughs> that think, thing's bad. I think the sun is warm, is giving us warmth, and the other one's like, no, it's not. And then he just went <laughs> the rest of his life talking about how the sun didn't warm the earth. I mean, come on. You're, you're allowed to change your mind. It's all right. You change yeah, your mind. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. And and I think it's also fair to say I, I saw somebody kind of get get on you the other day saying, oh, man, didn't you think Stidham was going to be good? It's like, well, no, I thought that, you know, the team was saying it was going to be good. And I had and I had fun with the whole idea. But it's not like you can say Cam just blew away the Jarrett Stidham debate because like he was really I mean, I, I fully support Cam Newton going into the season, but I think it's OK to say that, you know, he was bad last year and people can blame it on the weapons and everything, but there's plenty of things that will prove that it really wasn't just the weapons at all. And, uh, you know, Cam didn't play all that great. So it's not, it, it's just a funny thing. And you still see those, those people who would tell you, you know, the Patriots are going to win 13 games with Cam this year. They're going to the championship game of them. You know, he's, he's that much better than Stidham. And it's like, I don't know if Stidham started every game last year, how many games do they 
you know, what's the difference really? You, you maybe you lose a couple more and I'd say though, overall it worked out perfectly because let's say they did start Stidham and lose a bunch more games. We would have been thinking, well, this is great because we're going to get a better draft pick, but we might not have Mac Jones, Mr. Bryson. Yeah, it is true. It's a good point. I know I did say that maybe the best idea would be stink with Stidham, but either way, it's fine. LB and I both support quarterback 2021, whoever it is. I just want, I guess we can just skip over Julio Jones for a sec because that stuff's uh, died down a little bit since we've gone two days without a Julio Jones Twitter trade. Like that was the best, <laughs> that was the best part of Twitter for seven days. Julio Jones being traded every single day, like three times. But I think we talk about. Uh, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, you know, by all accounts, you know, we said at the beginning, like this Mac Jones stuff, it's real. It's going to keep, it's going to keep snowballing. It's going to be awesome. Mac hype. He's just in the playbook. He knows the playbook. Now he's going to have a couple yep. months and where people like Mike Reese says he thinks he has a chance to compete for the job. And in that yep. same, in that same breath also, what gets lost in the shuffle, but we also, it's fair to say that a lot of guys are also saying that Cam has also looked good in the practices as well. So I think this is a very good thing for the Patriots is they have two quarterbacks that are, um, Cam looks like he's better than last year and by all accounts, we both think that, I mean, there's just no way he can be worse. I mean, he's going to be a better quarterback and it looks like he's better than last year by all accounts. So him and Mac are pushing each other. It's not the worst thing ever. You have two cheap options at quarter at quarterback. So I mean, you can't really lose. I think the thing that I, I kind of really wanted to touch on with LB is that the idea that last year, too, with the Dolphins, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a lot like Cam because he just wins over the locker room. Everyone loves Ryan Fitzpatrick in the locker room. And Tua, remember all those leaks about Tua? Like, the guys just really didn't like Tua. Like, every chance that Tua stunk and they put him in way too early, then Tua didn't win the locker room, so everyone started leaking bad stuff about Tua. Whereas yeah. I think I think we can both agree Tom Brady had a few games bad games no one said well Tom Brady just isn't ready you know it's time to put Drew back in of course like I think I think that the best thing the this is really going to come down to Mac Jones got to convince Belichick but he also has to convince like the guys in the locker room that he is no doubt the best player and I don't think you know right now Cam Newton is QB one it's hard to argue but. I think Mac Jones with his brain, and I think they did sign Brian Hoyer to kind of bring Mac Jones up to speed with the offense, which is why I prefer him over Stidham. But I think that with that factors in, I think you know it's going to be a Mac Jones and Cam Newton battle. And I think it's, I mean, maybe it's as close as last year between Stidham and Cam, whoever wins, but like they both are actually just better players. I think that would be certainly the best case scenario. Both quarterbacks are playing great, and if Mac can come out and win the job and Cam had a strong camp, that's really telling, right? And like you said, he has to uh, show his leadership skills, prove his leadership skills, show everybody that he is the man, and it seems like he's already doing a good job of that. That Mike Reese article was really interesting because he said so many great things yes. about Mac Jones. And even the way he ended the whole piece about Mac Jones to, to me was very interesting where he said, um, don't write off cam yet, which I thought was interesting because that's like something you would have heard last summer about say Stidham. Stidham came in and had a great pretending here that Stidham came back from the injury and, you know, had a couple great practices. They'd say, don't write off Jarrett Stidham just yet. So it was just 
funny wording there. That's all funny wording. He he almost the way it was written was almost like he was saying prepare for Mac Jones to be in that starting lineup sooner rather than later, but don't write off Cam because Cam's still doing a good job and all that. It was just a very interesting article. He's he really praised his um, his master of the offense, some of the throws he's made where he's really surprised people with his arm, how great of an arm he has, and his brain. He said some guys, they jump right up and they immediately look like good football players, which is something you and I say all the time, right? Sometimes you can know a guy if, if he's good within five seconds. And he said with Mac, it was different because he couldn't pinpoint that because it was more, so much more about his ability of understanding the offense and his – what was the word he used for it? Like incredible brain or something. He said his incredible brain. So it was really interesting. And really, he compared him to really... Brady to Moss. He compared him <sighs> to like when he first saw Brady to Moss and he was like, oh, okay, this is it. Like, it's almost like when you, like we talk about it, you can go out to a pra- Patriots practice and see Brandon Cooks, like just flying by Malcolm Butler when Cooks was at the Saints and say, oh yeah, like Butler's good, but Cooks is, He's a he's a lot better than Butler. Like this is gonna be this might be a long year, and, and you can see yeah. that within like five minutes of watching, or even with Harry. You and I were watching clips. We were watching everything we could on Harry, and he really didn't impress right away at all. And he's kind of still never really impressed. But right off the bat, it just seemed like hmm, he looks kind of sluggish. He doesn't have quick feet. You know, he makes mental mistakes. We saw the mental errors in practice, and it's just been weird for him. But even for him, right off the bat, something didn't seem quite right. And with Mac Jones, it seems that it's like you reported that he was going to be ahead of schedule, and it's already been said he's ahead of schedule. Um, and another thing that you've been saying is it's going to be hard to keep all those whispers out, and look what's, look what's going on. All these different Patriots players – talking very freely about Mac Jones to the media, praising him. Um, one of them, one player said, you know, he's blessed to have that arm he has. And others guys say that leadership comes natural to him and all these different things where it's just, it's really impressive. And to hear that he's already got down that locker, uh, got down that um, playbook and that Bill Belichick has taken notice of that. It, it's very, very interesting. It's very, very interesting. I think this is actually a very good quarterback situation for the Patriots. Much better than last year. That's for sure. LB, sorry about the pause. I was muted. Sorry to the listeners. No problem. I wasn't quite sure what happened there for a second. I was about to hang up. I thought that uh, I lost you. This I was is just going to think it was my- <laughs> This is great. This is great. The guys are like, what's going on? Braces is outside. I just wanted to say, like, I mean, Mac Jones with Josh McDaniel smiling in the background. That just oh, tells yeah. it all right there. He's like, man, look at this kid. Just look, look at, at this him. kid. Just look at him. And then meanwhile, yeah. the, the funniest part about all this is like in Mar- in April, people were like, April, May. Mac Jones is too fat. He needs to stop eating cookies and losing weight. And then now it's Mac Jones is too small. (laughs) He needs to just be the biggest quarterback ever. He's just way too small. I mean, sure, Drew Brees. I mean, 
Drew Brees was small. I mean, but it. I mean, who cares about that? He has Tyler to be Murray. huge. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, silly. I talked about this LB in the live stream that we just had on Twitter that a lot of people loved, and I just wanted to say, like, if you have Trent Brown and Unwenu beside each other, I mean, that's going to be really hard for to throw over. We got to think about that too as we talk about Max Jones' <laughs> size. You know, keep him on right. different sides. Again. You know, Cam is massive, 6'5", all muscle, and I can't even – how many passes last year were batted? So, really, it's just – it's not even about that. It's all about arm angle, uh, projectory, you know, understanding passing lanes, which is a very real thing, and it's it's really what made Drew Brees so great was that he, he had mastered passing lanes and uh, knowing when to step to a certain area so he can deliver a football, you know, just, just knowing – what gives him a good chance of getting good velocity, certain angles, different things like that. Passing lanes make a world of difference, and it's a real thing. So I'll be, I, I'm so excited to see Mac Jones play with, um, you know, the, the, the ones. I think that's coming soon. Cam has been with the ones all, you know, all summer or whatever so far, all spring. But I think it's coming soon, Bryson, where we see Mac with the ones, and that's going to be when things get real interesting. Is the offense better with Mac Jones at quarterback than it was with Cam Newton at quarterback? And if it is, Bill really has some decisions to make, some really big ones too. Absolutely. And I got to say, something that LB has told me, him and his dad were very close. They watch football together. And they uh, he has used to say that his dad always thought that, like, Brady was just always looked like he was working in practice and blood. So kind of goofing off, not saying that Cam was, but it just shows you like what you can see in practice a little bit. And your, your dad was like, man, this Brady guy, he's, I think he's, you know, he's got it. He's working hard and um, kind of seeing the same thing from Mac. Like he's Mike Reese is right. He has a point. You can kind of see him and you can see that the, the floor is higher than maybe people thought. Yeah, and and the thing about that practice, too, is we had gone to uh, Bryant College. That's where the Patriots used to have their their training camp. We went to Bryant College back in 2001, and Bledsoe was the quarterback. He's the, you know, the starter, and there was no doubting about it. And despite the fact that, you know, now they even say Brady had had the better camp and there was internal discussions about going with Brady, but, you know, it went back to Kraft, different things like that. But the point is we were there, and – blood so something happened like a football bounced near him and he's flipping players off you know it's all in fun he's just having fun and you know the the crowd's loving it woo 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 drew and you know everybody's loving it and my dad says right you see this kid number 12 the brady kid I, he's just working Do you see him watching drew and he was giving drew this look like oh my god like get back to work you know and brady's just a kid in his second year and he was giving drew that look you know dude get back to work come on what are you doing and it was just incredible the way it all aged. It was so true. And then, you know, Bledsoe gets hurt and there was no looking back for the Patriots. It was, it was Brady's team at that point. And it worked out so incredibly that if Mac Jones turns out to be the guy, the Patriots were able to go seven and nine, get that number 15 pick, which is like perfect for Mac Jones. And you're able to select what could potentially be the quarterback for your future. We could have that same thing. We could have 2001 training camp all over again, right? One guy feels he's the starter and the other guy's just grind- grinding to get that job, you know? Yeah, for sure. And actually another thing that I heard Phil Perry say on Quicksands today is that if it's close, 
if it's close and you're Bill Belichick, who has went on record multiple times and said the value of having a quarterback on a rookie contract is like no other in sports, if you think that, and it's close between Cam Newton and Mac Jones, why not give Mac Jones the, ki- the kickstart in his career to start him when you feel that he's it's close or he maybe has surpassed Cam and you start him and, and you give him those reps? Because as we know, it's not, a, it's not Madden, you know, Mac Jones, you know, if he's got to have those reps in practice, and if you're named QB one, then as we all know, you usually get a lot more reps in practice. So then that helps yep. the quarterbacks in their growth. I mean, a lot of people wanted Tyrod Taylor over Justin Herbert, and they were, you know, we're going to take it easy with Herbert, but they actually just found out by mistake. And I know our good friend Lombardi of the show always says he always used to say we're a good player from we're. A, an injury away from being a, a good team because the good player would play against the, he'd play instead of the bad player and, and everyone didn't know it. And I think yeah. that might be the, that might be the case. And Herbert came in and just immediately lit the NFL on Herbert. fire. I think he had like 4,300 passing yards over 30 touchdowns. He was incredible as a rookie. And like you said, it was by accident. Yeah, they get to find out that you might have a player that could be an MVP in the future, and you should maybe build your team more around that, whereas just going into the year not knowing what Justin Herbert is. Now you know. Now you can he get maybe, you know, you get more experience. You get smarter. As we know, Bill Parcells always talked about how many starts he liked his QB to have, and Mac Jones doesn't have a lot. He's like Trey Lance. He's I think he started 17 games, so he certainly needs some reps as well, and you know, mm-hmm. if it's close, I think the argument can be made that, that you probably want Mac Jones in there, but I think it just it all hinges on the locker room like we talked about before, too. Yeah, absolutely. And so far, it seems like he has done an excellent job of that. Other players have commented on it, on his leadership. You know, I, we see the handshakes already. We know he's best buddies with uh, Damian, Damian Harris, who, you know, he played with. Um, that's an interesting point. Like this is how I see it, LB, and I might be I might be wrong here, but it's like uh, it's like gathering allies in a war is what <laughs> Mac Jones and Cam Newton is doing because, and I was just thinking about it. Like in this political um, quarterback locker room, Mac Jones, you know, people that like Mac Jones versus people that maybe think Cam Newton's better. Mac Jones and his he already has like Damian Harris in his back pocket. And now, like, maybe Kendrick Bourne, too. Kendrick Bourne likes him, too. So, Mac Jones has to just slowly pick these guys off. And, it, I mean, to your point, it looks like he's kind of doing it. I mean, you can love a guy all you want because Cam is a great You've person. You've got to convince him that you're a better quarterback. Yes, exactly. You can love a guy and say, man, I love Cam. And then you work with the other guy and say, man, my – because rapport is a very real thing. Anybody that's ever played, there's always that person that you love to play catch with because you just understand each other. And they could be saying, man, you know, I love Cam. That's my guy. But when I play catch with uh, Mac or when Mac's throwing me the ball, oh, my God. Like he knows he knows what I'm going to do with it. He understands my, my favorite ball placement, you know, and all those different things make a huge difference. So I'm I'm just incredibly excited about seeing how this whole thing goes down. I really, really love that we have a good competition here. And, you know, it's not like last year. I think we're going to find out. We're going to find out soon enough who gives this team the best chance to win. And, you know, a part of me really would love for it to be Mac Jones just because, like you said, I 
I don't believe in wasting those years on a rookie deal. I really don't. I always think often about when uh, Matt Castle had some struggles when he came in for Brady in 2008, early on in that season, he was playing terrible. And people were asking, Bill, you know, you're going to bench him, blah, blah, blah. And, and Bill's sense was, no, you know, I'm going to leave him in these games and keep getting him reps because he needs every single one. And there you go. By the end of the year, Matt Castle was phenomenal. So it's an interesting dynamic. And I think, I think everybody should be excited about this. I, I don't understand, you know, some people feel the need to maybe pick a side or something and I really don't. I think that you should just root for the best, root for both quarterbacks, because if they're pushing each other, that's good. Bill Belichick loves competition. That's his favorite thing. And uh, so far, so good, it seems. It seems like the players are already, already liking both quarterbacks, and they added weapons. I think this is a good football team, Bryson. I really do. It's a good football team. It's a good football team. I think you're correct about that. Jared Stidham should be very afraid. And Brian yeah. Ware will help Mac Jones very much. And to, I guess we can just get it to our our good friend Julio Jones now, which Ian Rappaport said today that there's – and we kind of talk about it a little bit. We said that, you know, the team kind of doesn't really have an incentive just to trade him right now. And I know some people said that there was a first offered for him. We never believed that. And so I think I said that I think what the Falcons are doing is they're just creating a bid war via social media so that other teams call in and hop on because really the the price of Julio Jones is a lot lower than you think, which is what I've been saying and we've been saying the whole entire time because NFL teams are now realizing that the second round is the best place to draft a wide receiver and he's there's a great chance, a high hit rate, that he's going to be a good player, even way better than the first round wide receivers. So second round pick for a wide receiver, you got to think, I can either, there's a good chance I'm going to get a good one or I have Julio Jones who is kind of expensive and, and my second round wide receiver is cheap and he also probably will be good. So with Julio Jones, obviously you're taking the cap and you're paying for Julio Jones. I mean, he's not often been injured, but as of recently he has. It, and it's kind of similar to the AB deal. He went for a three and a five, and AB was a lot more uh, durable, I, I mean, at least in my brain, than Julio Jones was. And I, I just think that a lot of people have said that 2023 picks are really valuable. So I think I'm going to predict for Julio Jones deal that it, he goes for a three and a four or a five. A three and a four or five. And I well, think there's a good sense. chance that the Patriots could just swoop in there and at one point and, and just swoop in there and grab him. But I think this might go on, like Rapshi says, longer than people think because the Falcons are going to try to drum up the market. Other teams don't have really any incentive to just get Julio Jones on their team. I guess you could argue that it's good to have him early, but... What's the difference between having Julio a month earlier and having Julio a month later? Yep. I don't know. I, agree. I I think they should wait, and I think that's what they might do, wait a little bit to get a better offer. And I think that um, the pr- report today that the Patriots weren't on Julio, I think I don't, I don't think that's true. I just think that they're not they're not ready to they're not ready to even talk about first round pick with the Falcons. Yeah, I, I they might totally not be, they might from. not offer it too. You never know. You never know. I know people like them, you know, they make the comparison to Sanu, but the situations are, of course, much different. Um, the Patriots were desperate at that time, and, you know, you kind of have to throw it out the window. If anything, it just shows that the Falcons are willing to deal with the Patriots. I know some people think that 28-3 thing and all that stuff, and, you know, uh, that could impact 
their willingness to make a deal with the Patriots, which I'm telling you, I don't think it would be the Super Bowl loss. If there was any willingness that, you know, that they were lacking, I think it would be because of the 283 rings in the, I'm sorry, 283 diamonds in the Super Bowl rings. I guess that Arthur Blank wasn't too pleased about that. But look, if the Patriots can make you the best offer, that's why I say, you know, let's say that it is everybody's offering a three. The Patriots need to just be the team that says, okay, here's our two. We'll take Julio now. Do you know what I mean? Don't instead of always risking it and trying to get the best deal possible. If it is, if it does come down to all those threes and everybody's offering threes, you go ahead, you offer them a two <laughs> and you make sure that they're going to send them here, you know, and they can pack his bags and they can get him to Foxborough because man, I think I love our offense right now. Obviously quarterbacks, a huge thing. Our offensive line is great. We don't, you know, the question marks are around quarterback, but the offensive line is great. The running game is going to be fantastic. They have a great stable of running backs, in my opinion. Um, they added Bourne. They still have Jacoby Myers, who I know we both love. They added Nelson Aguilar, who I know you and I are both very high on. And, of course, they added Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, the two top tight ends of free agency. It's it's very interesting. And then you still have ACAC there, who I'm not totally done with. You know, you know, you could see one of these tight ends miss a game or two here or there. That that, that does happen with tight ends, and ACAC could step in and be a player. They have guys. So now, I'm sorry, you add Julio to that? Now people aren't just thinking, yeah, they have three pretty good wide receivers. Now they're thinking, wow, that is an elite group of receivers and two tight ends. How do we stop that? It changes everything if you can add Julio Jones. It changes absolutely everything. And they'll just watch Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in year one. Just happened. He watched it happen. He had to see, you know, Brady and Gronk yelling, they're going to Disney World or whatever. And, uh, you know, Gronk spiking the football in the end zone. And he just witnessed all that. How much time does, does Bill want to coach? Does he want to be in this for another three years, five years, ten years? What does he feel his window is? How badly does he want to win a Super Bowl soon? Not not in three, four years even, but soon. Win a Super Bowl now. Because, of course, the egos and all those things that come into play. Bill wants another Super Bowl ring badly. Not even – it would be – if he gets another Super Bowl ring, would you agree, Bryson? It would probably be his his personal – probably his personal favorite. Yeah, probably. I'd say so. You know? Because there's always been rumors out there. You could have a chance that Brady's there, too. Imagine if they play Brady in the Super Bowl and he wins. I mean, that would even be incredible, right? But it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. I think that, you know, you think about how how bad Bill could want this and knowing what adding a Julio Jones to your team, what it would do. Julio in his career averages 95 yards per game. So, in other words, he could give you a thousand yards every single season if he played in just eleven games. The guy is a freak. He produces. He's always produced. He's. Ha- I know he had some nagging injuries last year and everything like that. I think he still gave you eighty-four, eighty-five yards a game. The guy is still just so, just so good, and he still really could be that extra piece that puts you over the top. He really could be. I would do it, Bryson. I would do it. Yeah, you know me. I do every deal for prayer circles to come true. <laughs> Ask me what the compensation should be, Bill. I'm going to say very, very high. You make good points on uh, the trade. 
I'm all for the Julio Jones trade, as we know. I just think that he might come a little bit cheaper than a lot of people think, and we'll see Give about that. Yeah, Give we'll see. Back. Maybe the, maybe that's a good Bill Belichick market. Kind of sounds like it when when it's at that price. Bill just swoops in, buys a bunch of Dogecoin, and, and now he's rich. One thing that you, myself, you, and Spike King all discussed just the other day was there's no rush to make this trade. And some people disagreed and they were getting upset and they were saying, no, no, no. Yes, there is. They got to do it now. Blah, 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 blah. And you, you held your ground. I held my ground. Spike did too. He kept saying, well, no, there really isn't. What's the, what's the rush? Why rush it? You know, don't you kind of want to. It doesn't have been any of it, but a team trading for him. Cause they, the Falcons want to create a bitter bidding war here. Of course. They don't care of that course. Julio Jones went on undisputed. Everyone will forget about that in six months. You remember all the crazy storylines that happened a year ago? Player, this player did this or this player did that, and now we don't even remember now. Like two, three. I don't remember the news from three days ago. Yep, absolutely right. So for all we know, he winds up playing for the Falcons next year. Because what if they don't get a deal that they feel is good enough, and they say, "Ah, we'll just keep you," and he shows back up? I don't. I think he'd show up. I think he's professional. And I, I really think that the interesting thing here is that someone leaked that he would like a new deal. What if he's? What if the Falcons are just like, okay, um, we're going to create some cups, cap space in some other ways, and here's your new deal, Julio Jones. Congratulations. We're going to just roll out Kyle Pitts with Calvin, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, and we're going to own. So there you go. Here's your new deal. They could also do that. If you're them, why wouldn't you still want Julio? I mean, honestly, you just got this. I mean, he went on undisputed. I mean, the relationship is scored now. (laughs) Shannon Sharp called him on the phone. You have Matt Ryan in his final years here. They decided to stick with him. I read something recently that said Matt Ryan came out, you know, great. He went into the the offseason very uncertain of his future, and it came out great for him. You know, they they got him another weapon, and Ridley has really emerged as a star wide receiver. Now you think... Why not have Julio still there? You're talking one of the best offenses in the NFL if, if that offensive line can hold up, right? You got Pitts, who looks like he's just going to be a matchup nightmare stud. Ridley, Julio. I don't know. I don't know why the Falcons would be in such a rush either, truthfully. They could end up start playing this game saying, yeah, I think we'd rather just keep him. You know? Yeah, keep your third and fifth round picks. We think we're going to keep Julio. And then before you know it, the Patriots come in and say, hey, take our second. Yep, I think you're right. We'd like to have Julio Jones, and we would absolutely love that. LB, I just want to say something that our, that Spike King has been talking about, Hightower. I'd like to just start off and say, LB, that if Hightower comes out in camp, he's awesome, and that would be awesome for the Patriots, and I would like that as well. I think um, our prediction kind of is that Hightower, with this loaded linebacker and front seven group, Maybe could be the odd man out here, and Belichick just gives him the opportunity to retire. Uh, like we said, it's happened in the past many times. Not a lot of Patriots linebackers kind of just stay on the Patriots and never play somewhere else or get get cut or retire. Yep. So, I mean, an ending is going to happen sometime, and this year kind of makes logical sense fiscally, especially if you want to make a move in season, which the Patriots kind of like to – they have some cap, but I'm sure they'd like to have a little bit more cap, especially if they if especially if they feel like the other linebackers can give you what Hightower can give you at a cheaper cost. 
Hightower is a great leader. Of... It'd be it'd be great to to see, you know, if he if he was a great player, but LB if he's not, then roll with the young guns. You had a great piece of news earlier. I'm not sure if you're gonna reveal it on the chat. Uh, I'm sorry, reveal it here on the pod. But if you do, I would love you for it. But it's it was fairly breaking news almost. It was it was important. I will just I just I know. Well, people, I guess we go ahead and I, I won't tweet it, but I'll just say it now. Maybe someone will record it and post it. Yeah, you gonna say it? I hope not. I hope no one does that. Let's it's, just it's say how we can just word it like this: When people at, talked about Brandon Bolden retiring, he clapped back, said, "No, I don't know where you guys have heard this." Well, this news is kind of similar. And uh, know for a fact that Hightower is aware. Maybe he's reached out to some people, but he has not yet said anything. And he still hasn't. He still hasn't came to practice. Um, he just kind of—I don't know—he's kind of lurking there. We don't know what we don't know what's going on. And he hasn't been there. It's kind of mysterious. Just want to say, throw that out there. It's and if Hightower was playing, I mean, he loves Patriots fans. I'd probably be like. And I know for a fact he did. He knows that the rumors are out there, and he's asking people about these rumors. <laughs> yes, that's what I was alluding to. He is asking people, "Where did this rumor come from?" There's a couple and people I close to him as, that have been how does everyone, I took it as, "How does everyone know so much?" That's how I saw. It. <laughs> like he's yeah, saying, yeah. "How does everybody know so much?" And it makes you wonder. What's it does really make going you on? wonder. It does make you want to. It make it makes you wonder. LB it makes you wonder. It I don't does. know. I mean, he's free to not answer and just be like, "Well, that's kind of stupid." Everyone knows I'm playing. I mean, he could have that attitude too. But I mean, we saw what Bolden said. He was like, "No, man, I am on this team." And I mean, that might be different. We love Brandon Bolden. LB's actually talked to him several times. He's friends with yeah, him on he's Xbox. A cool dude. Like, if if Bolden was like, "Nah," like I want to. You know, I want to be on the team, and he's more worried about making the team. So he's like, no, I'm a Patriot. And it heightens this, you know. Yeah, we haven't seen that, which is just strange, right? It is a little weird. We have not seen him come out and say, listen, I'm a Patriot, and that's that. It just hasn't happened. Don't get mad at us or anybody. You know, it just hasn't happened. We're still kind of waiting on that. So I don't know. I thought it was going to come. I'm not going to lie. I mean, um, we we talked about this, and then a lot of the other beat guys said it. But I know that before, I'd just like to say that um, you and I know that we had David Andrews returning. And then, Correct. you know, something happened. All the beat guys just kind of said that he wasn't returning. I was like, man, I'm like, I was told that he was. Like, I feel like I was lied to. And then he did actually return. It's the same kind he of did? situation. Maybe, I don't know. High we had power. a great discussion that day, too. We were talking, and you said, why hasn't he signed yet? How do we know he's not coming back? And wouldn't you know what happened? Came back. That's right. It's very but true. We had a great call. Yeah, it was, was, uh, it was you know, a lot, of, a lot of misses on here. A couple W's. <laughs> but you're going to have to admit, there are some W's involved in this. Exactly. At least okay. throw a W sometimes, you know. At least, at least, at least admit when the W is, you know. That's right. That's right. I'm not afraid of taking now. Give me a W. <laughs> LB, 
LB, I've got a W for you, and we've been talking about it in the in our chat. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. JJ Taylor, kind of underrated for the Patriots camp. He's a special teams player. Uh, I know that I said I don't know where I said it, but that Sony Michelle was and definitely they were floating Sony's name. They have been for I said that a month about a month ago during the draft. Sony, they've been looking to trade Sony's in the last year of his deal. They didn't pick up his option, and now they have Stevenson, J.J. Taylor, Damian Harris, James White. It seems like Sony Michelle might be the odd man out. He doesn't play special teams. Rex Bur- Burkhead, rest in Patriots, is now with another team. And so it's really down to, J- if, to me, it's down to J.J. Taylor versus uh, Sony Michelle for the, and there's Bolden too, but I'm not sure. I, I think I'd rather, I think I think, J.J. Taylor is more likely to make it to Bolden. I could be wrong, but I would say in the Rex Burkhead role, I'm going to take Sony out and put J.J. Taylor in there. I don't see anything wrong with that. And then you put Steven in the Sony role of last year, and then Damian Harris is Damian Harris. And as Mike Lombardi reported on his podcast, he thinks that Stevenson is going to be that guy this year, and Sony Michelle they will part ways with him. So this correlates with my thinking, and it goes to what I've been told as well, that Sonny Michelle has been floated in trade talks, and Lombardi also thinks that Sonny Michelle might not be on the team. And, I mean, it sounds pretty easy. I mean, James White's there, Burkhead for uh, J.J. Taylor. Sonny Sony is Sony is Stevenson, and Damon Harris is Damon Harris, and works out it'll be. It does, and I really like what I saw last year from Taylor. I saw a burst. Every time he got the ball, he looked really, really sharp, quick, decisive. Uh, he's a sh- you know, he's a smaller guy, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, but he can run you over, too. He's powerful. He's a built, muscular little guy. I mean, it's just, just what he is, but he's also quick. He's fast. I love that kid, man, and I would love to see things work out for him. I know that you posted a video the other day about Dion Lewis, he doesn't quite have the incredible ability to, to break, you know, to, I don't even know what you would call what he was doing. He broke that chart, I think for broken tackles or whatever it was that PFF had, he like broke it. Um, I don't think he's going to give you quite as much, you know, shake and bake that Dion gave you. Cause I think he's a little bit more of a straight line runner, but I envision him in a role kind of like that. And as you know, can he pass catch? Can he block? Is he a good pass protector? I don't know, but I, I just always think of the Patriots as they almost they have like three roles in their backfield. They don't just have running backs. They have their workhorse kind of guy, which last year was Harris. When it, you know, when he was banged up, it was Sony. Um, then they have their pass catching back, which is usually just gonna be one guy, James White, or in years past, you know, um Shane Vereen, Kevin Falk, the list goes on. And then you always kind of have that third guy who can do a little bit of both and he usually chips in on special teams, which was Rex Burkhead. I think that's where it gets interesting is filling that Rex Burkhead role and potentially finding the replacement for James White, who just signed another one-year deal. This could certainly be his last year, you know, not only as a Patriot, but maybe even in the NFL. Um it gets it gets very interesting in that backfield. I love this kid Stevenson. The more you watch him play, he's a patient runner. He really is a patient runner. Um, I've heard the Le'Veon Bell type comparisons. At first, we saw a lot of the Garrett Blunt comparisons, and I had something to do with that too because I saw him. I saw the number twenty nine. I saw the size, and immediately was thinking, you know, Le'Garrett Blunt. But really, he does not run like Blunt. He's very patient. Um, 
I did I did read that he has soft hands. He has good hands. Teams believe that he can chip in in the passing game, and he's an excellent pass protector. There's a good chance you see a lot of Stevenson this year. Um, I think there's a good chance that you don't see Sony this year, and there's obviously you're going to see Damian Harris a ton. He's going to kind of be your work your workhorse, you know, bell cow back. And then there's still kind of that third spot where, you know, does James White play as much as he's played in the past? You know, does J.J. Taylor start to get some reps where J, where you'd normally see James White? I don't know. Does Stevenson start to get those reps? You know, who kind of takes that, that, what's the word I'm looking for? The guy who can kind of do both. What would that kind of be called? The I used to have a name for this, but I can't think of it, of course. I'm half out of it tonight. Dion Lewis role? Yeah, it's like the Dion Lewis role, um, but probably not as involved as Dion was. I, I'm really thinking the Rex Burkhead role. I just I used to kind of yeah. have a name for it. I can't think That's of the true. name that I used to have it for it, like a dual threat type of role. You know what I mean? Could that be right. Stevenson or could it be Taylor? I don't know. We know Harris isn't going anywhere. He's locked in as their bell cow. That's kind of your one lock. Then you don't know exactly what happens with Sony. Stevenson could be the bell cow behind him. And then Stevenson, Stevenson might wind up with a lot of hats by the end of the year. He could end up winding up with a lot of hats on this team. And I'd also love to see J.J. Taylor get that shot. I really would. I know you're high on, high on him as well, Bryson. Love J.J. Taylor, as you said. Kind of explosive, a little bit powerful for a size, kind of shifty a little bit. Very fun to watch, and hopefully he can pass protect this year and get on the football field and show himself beside, behind Trent Brown and Michael and unwin it. That would be awesome. Oh my! <laughs> can you imagine the pictures of those two standing next to each other? You're so right. We at least, if we can get one thing out of the season, we need Taylor to make the team at least so we can get a picture of him standing right next to Trent Brown. It's true. It would, it would be great. I mean, JJ Taylor beside Trent Brown needs to happen yesterday, and I, I really, I'm gonna come hard down on all my beat reporter friends that haven't took a picture of this yet. Yeah, they need to work on this. Everybody, this, uh, how do you not have one of Doug these? Ty. I mean, we should, we should sign in his DMs and say, "Yo, Doug, you need to take a picture of Trent and JJ <laughs> as soon as you can, bro. This will get a thousand likes." Yes, yell down to the yell down to the players like they must have some type of respect for you and say, "Hey, can I just get a picture of you guys standing next to each other?" And you never know, they go for it. Then JJ Taylor Taylor might run away. He might want no part of it. Trent Brown probably wouldn't mind, but I don't know if Taylor would want to go for it. It's like I don't know if you ever saw the interviews Rice used to do with uh, Trent Brown. He had a box and he used to have to stand on the box and yes. hold the microphone. I feel like that's what, you know, <laughs> it would be like. Like they'd try to get a box for Taylor so he could stand next to him and, you know, you couldn't tell quite. <laughs> oh, man, he really is like five, 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 six. That's what's interesting. I love it, man. I want this kid to be in the NFL for, you know, 25 years. Just exactly. let him just exist in the NFL forever. Exactly, LB. Exactly. I think uh, I think we covered all things Patriots for now, and we're going to get into Jim Corner, and then we're going to announce the Title Talks jersey winner that LB is going to give away. It will, and that's at Title Talk TCL. Go ahead and give him a follow for being so kind to give you a jersey. LB, we're going to get into Jim Corner. Are you good with that? Let's do it. Jim Corner. 
Jim Corner, which some, I don't know, if it, do we have a little bit of an announcement to make for Jim Corner, do we not? I think you have an announcement to make. LB. Yeah, yeah, we do. Jim Corner brought to you by Muscle Milk. Muscle Milk. So, you know, if you're going to the gym, you'd like to work on your muscles, don't forget your Muscle Milk. Famously made, you know, we've all seen the pictures of uh, Aaron Hernandez wearing his Muscle Milk hat, of course. That was always a, that was a great picture. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Muscle Milk, Jim Corner. Let's do it. I look at OB. I turn I turn the keys fully over to him, and he just takes off like a rocket. Look at him, muscle milk. I mean, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I just want to say my gym corner story is not really. It didn't really happen at the gym, but exercise is involved, so I figure it's pretty necessary. You know, you know, as we all know, I've got a dog. I like to walk this dog, like for him to be in shape. So it's at nighttime. You know, I'm walking my dog, listening to a podcast, probably talking to LB or or someone. <laughs> you know, just pounding the pounding on twitter there and gates open my local park uh, so i go down there and i'm like yeah, it's kind of dark and i'm like ah, i'll just take my dog let him run a little bit and walk a couple laps so we walk and all of a sudden the the groundskeeper comes by and didn't see me in there and he proceeded to lock me in and no way. You know, i was just in the moment i was like man uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into an argument with this groundskeeper. Should I not have been here? Like, I don't know. There was no sign or anything. So I was like, I can just get out somewhere else. But uh, so I take my dog and my dog's very smart. So he starts to realize that I'm looking for a place for us to get out and we don't have one. So he starts like putting his paws on because it's like a big fence now that it's locked and there's really no way for us to get out. So, so I call, call a couple of friends and I'm like, Hey, you know, do you know, you know, sometimes people get keys to these things. Hey, do you, you know, do you have a key? Oh no. And I was like, man, okay. So I waited. So sooner or later they came, they didn't have the key. They were just there to make fun of me, but just all good. <laughs> they took pictures of me with my dog walked behind the cage. And so, I mean, then later someone talked to someone who had a key. They let me out and I was thankful to be out of there. And so my dog was like, holy cow, dad, are you an idiot for taking me to this thing and getting us locked in here? I mean, he was more worried than me. And the problem really was that he's gained a few pounds, which I'm going to go ahead and blame him because <laughs> I could have scaled the fence, but there was no way I could take him with me. So uh, my my dog and I we just uh, we got stuck behind the fence in gym core. We we're just trying to get some exercise, and it turned into a day where I thought, man, I'm uh, gonna spend the rest of my life here. <laughs> Dude, you just reminded me of the time that you went to Boston, and you went on EEI. Was it no, was yeah? It was WEI right, or was it ninety eight five? EEI. It was EEI. That's what I thought. You went on. Uh, you went on a. a pretty nationally re renowned podcast actually it's 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 actually grown since then i know um courtney fallon works closely with joy taylor and a few other different people and you went on that podcast it was very cool you went on there you did your thing and you told me that afterwards you walked out and there was you did you had no clue how to get out of the parking lot <laughs> I forgot about this, man. That was embarrassing. The parking lot story. It's I don't know why, but I get I get lost in places, and I just think uh, maybe I maybe I just have bad instincts for directions, and I need to think about that a little bit more when I'm walking around. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I get lost more than I even have thought. Maybe I don't know. 
Maybe I'm getting old way too fast. I mean, I'm getting lost in a lot of places now. Unlike my grandparents, what am I going to do? You're getting lost in places. I love that, man. I didn't even know I was getting lost more than I was getting lost. I think you told me that you were in the parking lot longer than you were even in the studio. I was, but and what happened was that you guys are going to laugh because once again, I mean, you can't make this up. So I'm in the EEI parking lot, and you know, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I was, you know, puffing my chest a little bit, and I was like, you know, just I'm going to call an Uber. You know, I shouted out uh, my boys on the podcast. I'm Courtney Fallon's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah you know, like, uh, take this. Like, uh, you know, I was feeling good about myself. So I walk out and there's like a lot of hallways and stuff. So it's like, it was hard for me. And I'm not, like I said, I'm really not good at direction. So, and I didn't want to look like an idiot. So I just walked out some random door that said exit. <laughs> you know, I passed by, um, Lou I didn't and... want to look like an idiot. That's the best. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to look like an idiot. So I just walked right. So I just walked out any door. The first door I saw, I just walked right through you it. Know, I was once told if you're gonna be if you're gonna be wrong, do it confidently. <laughs> Everybody probably watched you leave thinking, "Hey, seems that door leads to the freeway, but he seems to know exactly what he's doing, so I'm not gonna say anything." Exactly, and and uh, what is his name? I know there's Lou, and then um, who are the other guys on that podcast? Is one yeah, Christian Lou, Poirier is another Poirier, yeah, and uh, there's another one. Well, I met them all, and I know they I were looking exactly at me. It is too. They were looking at me the whole time, like, man, this kid is stupid. So if they looked out the window, they would actually like see that I was stupid. And the only reason I even like, cause I could have called Courtney and been like, hey, you know, I'm lost, but that, you know, that's not a good look. I mean, she just brought me on her podcast, and now she's gonna be like, well, look at this kid getting lost. So, I mean, I just, I waited, and I waited for someone in the parking lot to get in their car and, like, go through the, like, gate, because it was, like, gated, and there was, you had to drive up to it. So, I got behind their car, and when the gate went up, I went out. So, wait, so you knew where the gate was? I knew where the gate was, but you couldn't get open unless you were a car. Oh, so you had to like swipe now. a card or something, and so like someone swiped a card, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck it, I'm out, I'm out of here. I, I gotta get wow. out." Wow. Okay, I I see, because like you said, you called an Uber. Okay, I got you now. Uh, the yeah, the story like, makes a little bit more sense now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, if I can get out of here right now behind this car, I'm good to go. So then I did, and then Ubered the way home, and yeah, we were good from there. But yeah, I did get lost, and I guess I'm getting lost uh, more frequently than I would like to admit, and in more ways. Bryce than... getting lost brought to you by Muscle Milk and Febreze. Don't forget to clean out your <laughs> dusty areas, and don't forget your Muscle Milk, and maybe pick up some uh, some Brain Milk as well while you're there. Try not to get lost. Muscle oh, yeah. Milk. Hey, nice oh, one. Yeah. I just want to say the winner of the Mac Jones jersey from LB and Title Talk is... At 15 Higgins, uh, follows Title Talk, LB, myself, a good fan of the podcast, retweeted the tweet. Good man, and congratulations for winning the jersey, and shout out to everyone. We're going to do more of these uh, more often than you would believe, and more often than any of any other people on Twitter.com, and we actually do give stuff away. So, participate. I'm very excited. Now, you're going to tell tell everybody that they have to follow us and listen to the podcast. I'm going to tell them to listen to the it? podcast. You have to, and you have to show me you listen to like all 20 episodes of the season. 
You have to prove to me that you've done all you of it. You have to screen record prove. yourself <laughs> listening to it. And, or you have to name five of our takes that are stupid and just prove <laughs> that, you, that you know us very well. well you have that's, to tell. That's yeah. the easiest part is finding our, finding our five bad takes. That shouldn't take too long. Just listen no, to just the five part. takes. Five, 20 minutes. Five obscure <laughs> takes. And I'll believe that you've listened to the podcast. I just want to say shout out to everyone that's listened to the podcast. Yep. I know I talked to LB about it earlier. Like, it's in the off season, and we're getting we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of play in this off season, and we don't podcast as much as we probably should because LB and I just don't like coming on here and talking about stupid stuff. So when an episode of Title Talk drops, you know that we're going to talk about something serious, and we're not going to waste our time talking about um, like what happened in this third running back not running back but the third corner battle for the gunner on the punt team like i'm not doing that so we always do exciting stuff so thanks to everyone for listening i mean lb i mean this is it started from a little fun podcast and now that you know over thirty-three thousand people listen to title talk so we get it's exciting you know we get in the season we get four or five hundred um, listens an episode and then of course we've gotten up to almost a thousand a few times so yeah, it's great to hear a lot sheet. of pe- exactly it's great to great to see all the people listen and they talk about it and they like title talk and they listen and they know the real us and they feel like like uh, they're our friends which they are so we love you thank you for listening absolutely we do love you listen if there's when I sometimes when I think about the fact that there's even one person I always tell you and I don't bull crap you on it i I truly mean it if there's one person out there listening that to me is really cool that somebody took the time out of their day to listen to what i have to say to listen to what bryson has to say you guys literally mean the world to us we do this for fun we do this you know just to bring some enjoyment to to patriots nation and you know like bryson said the giveaways and everything we're giving back we're really trying to give back it's been a fantastic experience all the way around and thank you thank you bryson for taking me in in 2018 we haven't looked back I'll never forget that first podcast after the Patriots lost to the Titans. And we were really playing up the, you know, the nonsensical takes on the way that everything was over. The dynasty's over. And we were really just having fun with it because we knew, you know, it's not over. This doesn't mean anything. It's just a loss. You had people on your case saying, Bryson, you told us the defense was good. And you stuck, stood by, you know, you stuck to your gun. You said, it is a good defense. And then Super Bowl comes and boy, it's a, it was a good defense. So. It's been a fun ride. It's been worth every single listen that we've ever gotten. And I do truly appreciate every single every single listener out there. It is great. We love you guys so much. I mean, I think it's funny now that with all the stuff that's happened, I remember I, I just remember events in my life around what happened that year with the Patriots. Like, was it that October? All oh, that was this stretch of games. Yep. I was here when that happened, and yep. that happened when that happened. And I do the exact know. same thing, Bryce. And I remember where I was on Halloween night in 2004, the Patriots. I went to Bobby Twitchell's house. He was on my football team. He had a, had a beautiful home. He had a nice setup to watch the game on the rare occasion. I didn't watch the game with my dad. It was a night game. He was at work. So I went there, watched this game on Halloween and Patriots get blown out. They get crushed. You know, I think it was like a Monday night game or whatever reason, you know, I wasn't at home. I went and went to my buddies, watched this game. They get smoked by the Steelers. Everybody's saying, boy, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. The Steelers go 15 and one. Patriots go 14 and two. And then 
Patriots go on to win the Super Bowl. So I do the exact same thing when it comes to years. I remember exactly where I was when the field goals went, when the field goal went through the uprights, you know, versus Oakland. Um, you know, when, when Vinatieri kicked the game winner versus the Rams, I remember exactly where I was. So I totally re- relate to what you're saying. I think back on the years of my life and I think, what was I doing in 2008? And I can quickly kind of remember because I say, oh yeah, that was the castle year. And I was, you know, it's, it's bizarre, but that's our love for the Patriots and our love for our listeners, isn't it? That's right. We absolutely love it. No one supports you like we support you. And you su- somehow support us almost as much as we support you, which, you know, that's just as crazy as it sounds. So you've done just your job. Just a lot of support. It's just a lot, lot of support, support both on. ways, and we all appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of, lot of people that, you know, support our podcast. You know, a lot of good friends that have came on the podcast, listened to the podcast, shout us out, give us a retweet and a like, review, and... It's been awesome. I know um, some people before are like, how 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 do you have so many reviews on your podcast? Or like, how how do you get so many listens on your podcast? Just because like people they recognize real because real ones are listening and they're listening. That'll be and they know we're real. That's real right. recognize real game recognize game. Our podcast listeners, the smartest. Not that hard to figure out. We were we are a creation of them. It's kind of like we used to say that there used to be this kid that we LB and I knew and he was just kind of a computer system of our takes and he kind of updated in the fashion uh, a lot slower than most people so his takes would be our takes from six months ago and that's just how it would roll so he was basically just a computer program of us and <laughs> that's just how it worked it is and you almost love to see it it's like the most sincere form of flattery as they say that's right Anything other Patriots related we need to get into, Mr. LB? I don't believe so. I think we got everything. I do. Uh, I know I have a yard store. I saw about 15 baby ducks out back today. Ooh. So that was exciting. Yeah, 15, 15, 10 or 15 babies. I wanted to get them on camera, but they took off pretty quick. But they're around now, which I've been waiting for. And getting, I've been waiting for months. I've been showing everybody these ducks that, that come in my yard. They're like a couple. They're like married cool thing about ducks is they do that they stay together for life and they'll just continue to mate and live together and make more babies and you know these ducks their babies are back there now they're everywhere now it's really cool so that's been the excitement of my day that and the snapper turtles all showing up the big eels lb outdoors is making a comeback just hey. like jim corner lb outdoors that's right hey we love to we <laughs> brought love to, to you hear by, brought to you by scott's uh lawn fertilizer and grass seed oh i'll be outdoors oh nice yeah i like brought that to you by dick sporting goods as well oh wow i like this this I is sounding good. This, this is is good. good this is sounding good this has been very successful i know i was checking our numbers the other day like i just said they're awesome everyone else is awesome and i feel like overall the vibe in the the patriots community is uh, better than ever lb Actions is ahead of schedule. It sounds like Cam Newton is battling there too, and all the players are getting better, and we love to yep. see that. So thank you for coming on, and thank you for listening, and um, just do your job and not done. That's right. Do your job. We have a great football season coming up. Keep listening. We love you guys. Do your job, and uh, you know, still here. We're still here. One more. Real recognized. Real. Retweet and like. Love you, and do your job. Mm-hmm.